This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you are planning to travel to the African country of Burundi, uh, I would hold off. Uh, perhaps pause that those travel plans. Um, a mystery disease which can cause nosebleeds has killed three people in Burundi. All the deaths have occurred in the northeastern part of the African country, close to the borders of Tanzania and Rwanda. If you know where Burundi is, it's right there. In the middle of, you know, Tanzania and Rwanda and the DRC. Anyway, a local news website, SOS Media Burundi, and I love SOS Media Burundi, reported that the symptoms of the illness include abdominal pain, uh, abdominal pain, I can't even say it, abdominal pain, nasal bleeding, headache, fever, vomiting, and dizziness. Now, you may say to yourself, hey, uh, isn't that Ebola or Marburg virus? No, uh, they're just mimicking those symptoms. Uh, <laughs> that's a completely different disease than Marburg or Ebola. It just mimics those diseases. <laughs> so if you're going to go to Burundi, I would be very careful because I don't know what it is. And it's just a mystery nosebleed disease. Now, I will say last year, Tanzania suffered an outbreak of the mystery nosebleed disease. And they thought it was this mystery disease. But then the government said, no, 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 no. It's leptospirosis. Leptospirosis. Yeah, that's what I said. It's leptospirosis. Right. That's what it was. It wasn't the mysterious nosebleeding disease. So this disease is a rare infection spread by the urine of animals, including rats, mice, cows, pigs, and dogs. Now, the mysterious nosebleeding disease has symptoms that include bloody vomiting, diarrhea, nosebleeds. So that's what uh, one of the one of the patients was admitted to the hospital with. And of course, that patient uh, did not make it. So the government has now said, I'm sorry, the Ministry of Health has since advised Burundians to wash their hands with clean water and soap and avoid unprotected contact with bodily fluids. It also has advised against consuming wild animals and touching corpses with unknown causes of death. So if you're headed to Burundi, I would maybe pause that trip or at the very least, be careful while traveling. This travel update brought to you by Chewing the Fat. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Big day today. A lot going on. Uh, if you're listening live, today is the 30th of March, 2023. And we have the drug Narcan, or it's actually uh, naloxone, and we call it Narcan. That's the brand name. The FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, uh, has approved over-the-counter sale of Narcan across 
the USA. Uh, health officials hope it will slow the rise of opioid-related overdose deaths. Uh, it will be available under the brand name Narcan, and it's a nasal spray-based formulation, and it should be on the shelves by late summer, barring any shipping or supply chain issues. Today, Major League Baseball season begins with all 30 teams playing their first game on opening day for the first time since 1968. Yay! And we have attorneys in the Gwyneth Paltrow ski crash case with uh, presenting their closing arguments today, so then it will go to the jury. Uh, hopefully the jury will decide quickly the outcome of this case. Uh, I feel like I want to say I'm on the side of the jury saying, hey, Gwyneth, pay the guy 300000 and pay for the court costs and be done with this, you rich Hollywood type. But I have a feeling that they may say, what if this guy is a joke? And uh, no, Gwyneth, you don't have to pay, and this guy has to pay. But it's going to be interesting to see how this case turns out. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, my friend and former co-worker, uh, Jack Harris. Jack Harris is a longtime radio host. He was on uh, News Radio 970 WFLA in Tampa, Florida. I believe he was on uh, 970 WFLA for 30 years. Maybe it was only just 29. But he's been on in Tampa Bay for 50 years, <laughs> at least. Uh, the guy is Tampa, Florida. Okay. Now, he was on uh, AM Tampa Bay, a show he did for years, which was 5 to 9 AM uh, every day. Now, he was doing, he was cut back a while ago, uh, 5 to 7 AM. And then Ryan, the Ryan Gorman show took over 7 to 10 AM. And it was obviously implied that the days of Jack Harris were waning fast. He's 81 now. And, uh, you know, he's been doing it a long time. He's made a lot of money. And I know, you know, he, I'm sure that he knew, I and mean, we all knew, that the time was coming for him to say goodbye and stop broadcasting, right? And so uh, yesterday, they let him do his 5 to 7 show and then kicked him to the curb. And I, while I understand the, the process, and it's radio, and we've all been fired. In fact, who hasn't been fired from WFLA? <laughs> who among us? Uh, but I will say uh, that uh, it's just, to me, the way it was done. Uh, I get it. You wanted to move on from Jack Harris. And, it, you know, he's, I get it. I completely understand. However, the guy is a legend. He's known all over the world as Jack Harris from 970 WFLA. Was, he's done television and radio in Tampa. He's made Tampa, he put Tampa on the map. Uh, I mean, I, I believe that. He's, you know, that's his town. And Florida, for instance. I mean, it's just Jack Harris. And so, I mean, he's traveled the world and people would go, hey, it's Jack Harris from Tampa Bay. So, uh, the way they let him go was just, I think, uh, uh, really bad. Uh, I know it's radio and, you know, it's time to go, it's time to go, kick to the curb, we'll walk you to the door. Uh, if you've got an office, which I don't think Jack had, uh, then, uh, you know, we'll pack your stuff up and we'll send it to you or you can come and pick it up later. But for right now, I need to walk you to the door. But for them to not let Jack have a goodbye show, or maybe even a couple, 
like uh, say tell him yesterday which was a Wednesday hey uh, it's time for you to retire we don't want to fire you but you're gonna have to go how about Thursday and Friday are your last two shows you talk about it that it's time to retire and you have a goodbye show on Friday we'll bring we'll take phone calls we'll bring you a cake we'll make it a deal we'll call the press Jack Harris retires we'll make a big deal out of it and then you're gone have a nice day but just to kick the man to the curb is embarrassing and it you, you, I know that uh, the argument of uh, radio has changed and it's uh, it really hasn't changed um, the listening habits and how people get their information has changed that with kicking someone like Jack Harris to the curb without any without a goodbye show shows that the industry hasn't changed at all that's the way they think I don't know why that is uh, why you think you can't give someone the last show I guess maybe some point in time they said okay you can have a final show and someone went on the air and bad mouthed the bosses Ooh, we don't want that. I mean, that would never happen uh, with Jack, but you know, it certainly, certainly may have happened in the past. I just feel like it was just a really poor move. Uh, showed a lack of respect for who Jack Harris is, who he was, what he meant to the community, what he meant to your station, what he meant to the Tampa Bay, J-Core, Clear Channel, iHeart family and by just kicking him to the curb and not having a goodbye show and just saying your day is over get out is just really bad really poor judgment and i don't know who's responsible for it it doesn't matter who's ever whoever was responsible for it it was the wrong call and uh i'm embarrassed for you to have someone like jack harris uh, just kick to the curb without some sort of pat on the back and uh, that's just wanted to get off that off my chest i i found out about it yesterday morning uh not long after it happened and uh i really couldn't believe it and i know that you know look he's made uh you know he's made a lot of money um in the last few years he even says in an interview he's made a, he's making a seventh of what he was making three or four three to five years ago and i'm sure that's a, a far cry from what he was making 20 years ago but uh just a the whole point of this to me is the way he was treated on the way out everybody d- hates to be fired no one likes it it's not a fun time it puts you in a bad place mentally at least for a day or so uh, sometimes longer, but for sure to not let him say goodbye to the community that he has loved and who has wrapped their arms around him for years, uh, for at least 29 years and more, really. Um, he's been on and off the air since 1970 in Tampa Bay. Uh, to just kick him to the curb like that shows a complete lack of respect and everyone wants to talk about how we need to be loyal to this and loyal to that. Well, it comes that loyalty street is a two-way street. So I just wanted to, you know, wish Jack the best and let him know uh, that he's a legend and uh, he deserved better. But he is the man and will be remembered as such. All right, let's go to the break room. Uh, I need something cold to drink desperately. 
Is it possible to extend lifespan and feel younger at the same time? According to a Harvard scientist and Nobel Prize winning breakthrough, absolutely. Well, how, you ask? By lengthening your telomeres. Your telomeres protect your DNA and play a critical role in the aging process. But for many of us, uh, we struggle with shortening telomeres. Thanks to stress, unhealthy food, obesity, and so many more things that happen to us in our day-to-day lives. That's why I recommend Youth Switch. Youth Switch, it's all natural, doctor approved, and manufactured right here in America. Youth Switch contains a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and a longer lifespan. It boosts energy and can support regeneration of healthy organ systems. You can try Youth Switch for yourself, risk-free, today. And you can receive a free bottle of Ageless Brain as a bonus. A great product to help you improve focus, memory, and mood. You'll also receive four bonus ebooks to boost every aspect of your health and longevity. Go to youthswitchmd.com slash Jeffy to claim your supply of Youth Switch and all five bonus gifts. I've been taking uh, Youth Switch and Ageless Brain now for a little over a month. And I can really, I can feel the difference. So if you want to uh, feel healthier and regenerate a little bit of those organs in your system, try Youth Switch today. YouthSwitchMD.com slash Jeffy. You're going to claim your supply of Youth Switch and all five bonus gifts. YouthSwitchMD.com slash Jeffy to order your Youth Switch today. All right, so there's still a limited uh, amount of tickets left for only $400 on SeatGeek for the event that's taking place in Frisco, Texas at the 12,000-seat indoor stadium in Frisco, Texas, which is really a Dallas Cowboys practice facility. Uh, Dolly Parton and Garth Brooks are going to host the 58th Academy of Country Music Awards airing Thursday, May 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively for a global audience across 240-plus territories on Amazon Prime Video from Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, Texas. (laughs) Now they're going to air it on Amazon Prime, and then they're going to air it for free the following day on Freebie, which is uh, Amazon freebie the full broadcast will stream the next day for free on amazon freebie so got that to look forward to garth and dolly hosting the acms that'll be fun and it might not be bad to be there but 400 bucks a ticket Ooh, uh garth i love you but i'm already paying for my prime membership and uh, so maybe i catch you there <laughs> maybe i catch you there Did you see Diane Sawyer uh, has landed an interview with Jeremy Renner? All right. It's set to air April 6th on ABC. That's who Diane Sawyer works for. Uh, uh, The promo for it is really good. It's like two and a half minutes. I'm just going to air the whole promo because I'm just good for Diane Sawyer. 
apparently Jeremy chose Diane Sawyer and not chewing the fat. Uh, a little disappointed. But, uh, you know, whatever, Jeremy. You know, it's your gig. It's, you do what you do. Boo. <laughs> but it looks really good, and I can't wait to hear it. Uh, and so I'm just going to play the promo for it. And really, if you listen to the promo, you don't need to watch the special. I hate to tell you that. I'm just letting you know. So I'm going to play the two and a half minute promo from ABC on the uh, Jeremy Renner special with Diane Sawyer. A superhero of the Avengers fearlessly taking on any fight. An ordinary man with a strength that never gives up. Do you remember the pain? All of it. Yeah, I was awake through every moment. Who risked his own life to try to save his nephew. I just perfectly see him in a pool of blood coming from his head. When I ran up to him, you know, I didn't think he was alive. I'd do it again. You'd do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Because it's going right at my nephew. You have a video which is haunting. It's January 1st at 8.42. And you are 13 minutes away. Someone's been run over by a snowcat. Hurry. He's getting crossed. There's a lot of blood over here. He is in rough shape. Oh, Keep breathing, man. Keep fighting. Hang in there, brother. This is the sound of someone that was dying. Seven tons of machinery bearing down, and one man's iron will to fight and survive. Eight ribs broken in 14 places. Yeah. Right knee, right ankle broken, left leg tibia broken, the left ankle broken, right clavicle broken, right shoulder broken, face eye socket, the jaw, the mandible broken, lung collapsed, mm. pierced from the rib bone, your liver, mm. which sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what's my body look like? Am I just going to be like a spine and a, and a brain, like a science experiment? His extraordinary fight to live and his family's heartache and pain right there by his side through it all. I heard that you had, in sign language, you said to your family, I'm sorry. Oh, he's got to cry. Yeah. Sorry. The yeah. story of terror, survival. That chose to survive. You could kill me. No way. And triumph. Jeremy Renner. Diane Sawyer. Do you dream of doing those steps again? I've lost a lot of flesh and bone in this experience, but I've been refueled and refilled with love and titanium. <laughs> the exclusive interview. You look in the mirror and do you see the same face? Not I see lucky man. Thursday, April 6th at 10 9 Central on ABC. Thank you. On ABC. So, and I will say this, uh, the rumors uh, that uh, may or may not have started uh, with this program, uh, he has both legs. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks really good. You, I would say uh, that promo, uh, you don't need to watch the special because the rest of it is just going to be family members crying and saying how happy they are to have Jeremy still alive. And they're going to show him working out. And they'll walk around the snowplow. And they'll take you down the driveway. And they'll replay the whole 911 call. And they'll talk to the guy that first found him. And it'll be, you know, all of that. So if you love all that, you know, watch the entire special. I'm not downplaying that at all. I'm just saying that's what you're going to get. That two and a half minutes, 
is the special and uh makes me happy um uh, looking at that uh listening to that promo makes me think he's gonna be up and running and maybe we'll have season three of mayor of kingstown uh sooner than i had anticipated at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. So the rust case looks as though it is starting to fall apart even more. The... Santa Fe District Attorney who charged Alec, you know, Alec Baldwin, with involuntary manslaughter for accidentally shooting Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust, has stepped down from the case after a series of setbacks. <laughs> so, first, the judicial district attorney, Mary Carmack Altwiz, made a nationwide name for herself when she zealously charged him with manslaughter uh, with a sentencing enhancement for using a gun in January, more than a year after the fatal shooting. But she announced that she would be replaced by two local attorneys. Oh, okay. She chose to stand down in order to focus on other cases in the state. Uh-huh. So she steps down. Remember, we had Special Prosecutor Andrea Reeb recuse herself earlier this year <laughs> because uh, the team complained that she was serving as both prosecutor of the case and running for as a Republican for the seat in New Mexico, uh, New Mexico House of Representatives. So uh, I would say that uh, it appears, uh, it appears that the Rust case against Alec Baldwin is waning. And I want to make it clear again that I am no fan of him. And, and as a person, he's just a douche, but uh, I love his work. And this case is just silly and he should not be charged with this hundred percent. I, I agree that he should not be charged with this. So, uh, you know, I, I'm torn, I'm torn because I really do love his work, but I, I have a real hard time with him personally. And, you know, he just got criticized for reposting the Peter Frampton post. You know, the Peter Frampton. Oh, 26 years ago, a gunman entered uh, Dunblane Primary School in Scotland, killing 16 kids and a teacher. The UK government responded by enacting tight gun control legislation. In the 9,400 plus days since, there have been a total of zero school shootings in the UK. 
Oh, thanks, Peter. I appreciate it. Uh, no one's asking you, and uh, this is America, not the UK. So why don't you bite me? And while you're at it, go ahead and bite Alec Baldwin as well. Uh, speaking of Alec, his daughter, uh, Ireland, uh, you remember her. <laughs> She's really pregnant. And there was a big story about her and how Kim Bassinger, mom, uh, was a little, I don't know, put aback. Uh, that's a phrase, put aback. Uh, she posted a video asking uh, to have her partner pluck her belly button hair in the bath as she was pregnant. Um, so, uh, I mean, everyone that has been with a female pregnant, whether it be a wife or a girlfriend, but anyone that's been with a female pregnant and is going through that pregnancy with them have done uh, many things. Uh, you get tweezers and you use whatever you have to use. And you, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the preggers... If Preggers wants the hair plucked, you go ahead and pluck the hair. That's what you do. <laughs> That's just the way it is. And hubby Andre did just that. He jumped to the task. Uh, he grabbed the tweezers and a flashlight and got to work. Kim Bassinger uh, was, as I said, set aback a little bit. She had uh, commented on that post. Uh, these requests are those of queens in Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> she said, uh, or where only the imagination would formulate such a quite stirring image and experience. Wow, I must have missed out on so much. Well, okay, sleep well, your grace. Really funny. Uh, really, really funny. And I will say, uh, you know, if you didn't have that, well, she was married to douche. So if she was asking anybody to do anything for her, it wasn't Alec Baldwin. So I see where Hugh Grant was on the Stephen Colbert show uh, late night. Ugh. But uh, he's talking about his new movie, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves which is obviously based on the you know role-playing game, the tabletop game, which he had said he never played. Uh, huh. Uh, I guess uh, Chris Pine occasionally tried to play it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's what uh, Grant said, but he didn't know. But he was uh, whining to uh, Colbert there on uh, The Late Show that uh, films are so weird now. Uh, people on film sets are just so weird now. In the old days... Uh, by the end of the second week, you're all getting drunk in the evening and having dinner and falling in love with each other and all of that. And now uh, the actors, they don't get drunk. They don't fall in love with each other. They just go home and they have the mobile phones and they look on Twitter. <laughs> the damn mobile phones have ruined movie sets. Uh, Twitter has ruined movie sets. You don't get drunk and get to know each other and have dinner and fall in love any longer. No, darn it, Hugh. Remember the good old days when you used to get drunk and have some food and have sex with everybody on the movie, on the film set? Now, no, not so much. I just have to go home and look at my phone. Ah, 
shoot. I mean, he came clean, I don't know, a couple years ago about uh, the hooker ordeal he had back in the 90s. Remember, he was, I mean, he was dating Elizabeth Hurley. Hello. Uh, He's dating Elizabeth Hurley. Proof that my theory is correct. (laughs) Uh, The theory of, uh, you know, you always hear people, how could they cheat on her or him? They're so hot. I'm telling you, uh, you know the joke, you show me a good looking woman and I'll show you a guy tired of being with her. And it works both ways, I know. I'm just, the original joke was uh, a good looking woman, but could be a good looking man too. Absolutely. It works both ways. So don't, I, I'm not, I'm just telling you the way I heard the joke originally. But so he's with Elizabeth Hurley back in the 90s. He goes, he came clean. This is the story he told. He said that he was in a bad frame of mind. He went to see the film. Uh, he didn't like it. He was shooting the film. Um, what was the stupid movie that he was doing? It was his first stupid Hollywood movie. Nine months is what it was called. And uh, he said he was. He felt he was atrocious in it. And he was in a bad frame of mind. And so he found himself uh, getting arrested for paying this divine brown right wasn't that her name yeah divine brown the hooker divine brown uh 60 dollars to perform oral sex on him in a car in los angeles uh he was arrested for that uh he was ordered to pay a thousand dollar fine and attend an aids education program as punishment he said in a statement last night i did something completely insane uh i have hurt people i love and embarrassed people i work with for both things, I am more sorry than I can ever possibly say. I mean, Hurley and Grant were together uh, for a long time. So, you know, that's the thing. Even if you're in a bad frame of mind, Elizabeth would say, why didn't you just come home and talk to me? I'm here. Eh, when I could give Divine 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just do what she's going to do and leave. Uh, you will still be here. And so I can't do it. <laughs> but I will say it's proof positive that the theory of the joke is absolutely true. You show me a good looking person and I'll show you another person that's tired of being with them. That's not how the joke is said, though. That's I'm being really nice and family friendly. All right. So you show me the original joke is you show me a good looking woman and I'll show you a guy tired of her. And so that's the original joke. I didn't make up the joke. I'm just saying it's true. I see where Pope Francis, 86 now, uh, is suffering a respiratory infection and must stay in the hospital for several days. His spokesman, uh, Matteo Brunei, confirmed that the 86-year-old does not have COVID-19, but requires several days of therapy after experiencing breathing problems in recent days. Yeah, he canceled uh, some events. I mean, the Pope has you know, got events every day. But we have Easter coming up, and uh, he's got to be back on it. I mean, <laughs> the Pope needs to take care of uh, Pope business. 
not business, but business uh, on Easter. You see the, I was awesome, actually, the Pope with the white puffer jacket on. I know it was fake, but when you first saw it, I mean, you thought, that's real. Uh, <laughs> but all the fact checkers around the world, oh no, that's fake. That's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Okay. We got it. And so what? Even if it even if it wasn't real, it was still cool. I mean, he was looking slick, man. He had the jet puffed winter white ankle-length hooded down jacket on looked badass and that's what the pope that's what this pope wants to be is badass he had a silver cross hung down on his chest he had the you know he had the little the little uh i don't know what are those called uh zucchettos or the you know the beanies on top of the head <laughs> because <laughs> uh, i know you know this pope i know he's known for his athleisure look uh-huh but he's still the pope and uh, so i mean it definitely could have been the pope in the uh, the white puffer jacket it was it was badass and maybe it was that's why in our hearts we wanted it to be real but it wasn't because we know this pope isn't badass and wouldn't wear something like that. But it would be cool if he did. Anyway, he's in the hospital for a couple of days. So I don't think I'm the first one to the table on this. But I now identify as a black Californian. I know. I don't live in California and I'm not black. But I identify as a black Californian. Uh, the reparations task force in California has increased the amount it is demanding to $800 billion and says it is only a down payment and even more money needed in the future. <laughs> uh, just so you know, uh, I just want to be clear, I am identifying as a black Californian. Wow. So $800 billion for reparations? due to generations of over-policing, disproportionate incarceration, and housing discrimination. Oh my gosh. Now, the previous model uh, announced that it would, uh, it estimated $640 billion would be due in payments to black residents of California. And so now they've upped that to $800 billion. And it absolutely will need more in the future. The $800 billion is not going to be enough. There's no question about it. It should be communicated to the public that the substantial initial down payment is the beginning of a conversation about historical injustices, not the end of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. New, the new estimate is more than two and a half times California's $300 billion annual budget and does not include a recommended $1 million per older black resident for health disparities that have shortened their average lifespan. Wow. So thank you, Governor Gavin Newsom, for creating the Reparations Task Force. Uh, man, do I appreciate that. As a black Californian, I appreciate it. And if you could just write me a check now, um, it could be a down payment and I would be fine with that. So, you know, if it, look, I think originally they said it would, uh, I would get uh, 125,000 per person 
right? The statewide estimate included the, the $246 billion to compensate eligible black Californians whose neighborhood were, were subjected, subjected to aggressive policing and prosecution of black people in the war on drugs in 70, between 1970 and 2020. Uh, that would translate to about $125,000 per person who qualifies. And that's with uh, $246 billion. Now you're looking at $800 billion. <laughs> uh, I'm getting more than $125,000. Okay? Somebody needs to write me a check right now. So I'm, uh, I'm identifying as a black Californian. I know I'm not first to the table, but I'm still at the table. And I'll just go ahead and expect my check from the task force. I see where Harry and Megan, uh, I'm sorry, the Archwell Foundation, uh, raised $13 million. And that came from really two wealthy benefactors. And they handed out about $3 million to uplift and unite communities. So they have, uh, you know, they have a little bit of cash left over, a little under $10 million. They also, I found it interesting in their tax filings uh, that were reported for Archwell Foundation, is that they got, they got, they received thirteen million five thousand six hundred and sixty dollars in twenty twenty one, with thirteen million donated by two wealthy philanthropists. Then they so they dished out three million, a little over three million in grants, which is about twenty four percent of the income. So it's got a little over nine million in reserves. So they received three million from another wealthy donor, and. Uh, 4,000, and this is how much they got from just the regular people who are so enthralled with Archwell Foundation, $4,470 from other contributions and grants. So some of the $4,470 weren't even from, uh, you know, Joe and Millie Schmo. (laughs) Uh, It was from grant money that they received. Wow. Okay. And they do have... Uh, they did have another $1,190 from investment income as far as... Uh, so Archwell, man. So a couple of people gave them big money. Now they believe that uh, in that $13 million donation from two wealthy, some of that came from Oprah for the interview. So they did the interview with Oprah, took the big cash payout for Archwell. That's what's believed. Nobody, I guess we don't know that for sure. So the good work that Archwell Foundation is doing is good work, great work. Now, according to this, Harry and Megan don't take a salary. CEO James Holt, who works an hour a week, receives $59,846 of salary and $3,832 in other benefits, which means he's earning about $1,200 an hour. Okay. And so apparently Harry and Megan revealed that they worked one hour each a week at the foundation. So, man, they are putting in some time and really care and love Archwell Foundation, don't they? Yeah, of course they do. And there's another one? Unbelievable. What is going on? Um, I'm saying 40 car train crash containing ethanol is piled up on the tracks outside of Minnesota. 
uh, well, not outside of Minnesota, in the state of Minnesota, outside of Minneapolis. <laughs> so the train was carrying uh, ethanol and corn syrup when it derailed and set ablaze. Okay. So the city uh, in Minnesota has been left looking like a war zone, according to reports. Okay. The incident in Raymond, Minnesota, can be seen with a huge spill. Hours after authorities tackled the growing blaze, hundreds of residents were evacuated. 40-car fate train carrying the hazardous substances uh, careened off the tracks at around 1 a.m. Thursday morning. What is going on? Plus, we had uh, another train derail in North Dakota as as well and this was a bnsf train in minnesota don't know that it was a bnsf train in north dakota but something is happening well yeah jeff trains are crashing you got it i mean i see trains all the time where i live that i i i and that's a busy working track man trains go by there all the time and just the other day this past weekend I waited on a train that was a long train with a lot of tankers on it. I don't know what was in there. I don't know if it was ethanol. I don't know if it was corn syrup. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was soy juice, goo juice, whatever. I don't know what kind of goo juice was in the tankers, but it was long. And I actually, for one of the first times in my life, I, you know, obviously when you come up to a train track, and you're the first car at the <laughs> at the bars. You think, man, if this thing, what happens if I start seeing this come off the tracks? I got to back up, turn right, get out of my car, do something, man. I got to be ready because I don't know. <laughs> and then you forget about it and move on. But because uh, my dad, my dad, my my dad was hit by a train when I was. I don't know if I was born yet or not. I don't can't remember the year. If, if it, may, I guess it was. It was. I was born. Yet. I was a little kid. Uh, I remember my dad was hit by a train, damn it, you know, totaled the car, and he was flung. He didn't have a seatbelt on, so he was flung about 300 yards and lived. Um, but uh, he was, you know, it was back in the day, back in the day when trains were trains and men were men. You didn't have to wear seatbelts, and there weren't any blinking lights or, <laughs> or, arm, or arm guards that come down. It was just an open track out in the country, okay? <laughs> so he tried to beat it and he didn't and uh he paid the price for not beating the train so i mean i do think about you know train crashes from time to time but something is happening i don't know what i don't know what has to be done i don't know what can be done but something is happening so that means that something needs to be done and you can quote me on that something is happening and that means something has got to be done Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.